Today is February 12th, 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA, pages starting at page 22, why does he behave like this, up to and including page 23, how true this is. Uh, Jeff will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Vani. Jeff, will you please read? Certainly. I'm Jeff. I'm a compulsive overeater. Why does he behave like this? If hundreds of experiences have shown him that one drink means another debacle with all its attendant suffering and humiliation, why is it that he takes that one drink? Why can't he stay on the water wagon? What has become of the common sense and willpower that he still sometimes displays with respect to other matters? Perhaps there never will be a full answer to these questions. Opinions vary considerably as to why the alcoholic reacts differently from normal people. We are not sure why, once a certain point is reached, little can be done for him. We cannot answer the riddle. We know that while the alcoholic keeps away from drink, as he may do for months or years, he reacts much like other men. We are equally positive that once he takes any alcohol, whatever, into his system, something happens, both in the bodily and, me and mental sense, which makes it virtually impossible for him to stop. The experience of any alcoholic will abundantly confirm this. These observations would be academic and pointless if our friend never took the first drink, thereby setting the terrible cycle into motion. Therefore, the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than his body. If you ask him why he started on that last bender, the chances are he will offer you any one of a hundred alibis. Sometimes these excuses have a certain plausibility, but none of them really make sense in the light of the havoc an alcoholic's drinking bout creates. They sound like the philosophy of a man who having a headache beats himself on the head with a hammer so he can't feel the ache. If you draw this fallacious reasoning to the attention of an alcoholic, he will laugh it off or become irritated and refuse to talk. Once in a while, he may tell the truth. And the truth, strange to say, is that usually he has no more idea why he took that first drink than you have. Some drinkers have excuses with which they are satisfied, satisfied part of the time. But in their hearts, they really do not know why they do it. Once this malady has a real hold, they are a baffled lot. There is the observation that somehow, there, excuse me, there's the obsession that somehow, someday, they will beat the game, but they often suspect that they are down for the count. How true this is, few realize. In a vague way, their families and friends sense that these drinkers are abnormal, but everybody hopefully awaits the day when the sufferer will rouse himself from his lethargy and assert his power of will. Thank you, Jeff. And now I'd like to introduce Vani, who is going to share on the pages Jeff just read. And I will give you a three-minute warning for 20 minutes, but uh, we're not hard and fast on that. Okay, thank All you. All right, thank you, Vani. Please, please share. Hi, everyone. I'm Vani. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story. And uh, 
I'm really blessed that uh, I'm able to share my story with everyone. It's also the first time I'm speaking at a meeting. Before I start sharing, I want to take a minute to invite my higher power to help me deliver a good message. Uh, so my story is that since I was a child, uh, I was like really young. I would come back from school. I was alone. My mom and dad were not around. Uh, my sister was not around. It was just uh, me. And I found food, my companion. I would eat like multiple meals throughout the day. And mm -hmm. there were not like a lot of cooked meals. I would just, you know, like literally take packed food, soak it in water because it gave me uh, the effect that was something else. And my mom did not like that I was overweight. So she did everything that she could. She, she was very controlling. So she would wake me up at 5 a.m. and expect me to exercise. And me as a kid, I did not want to do that. I would literally just like stand there doing nothing and pretend I was doing it. I was working out. Uh, as I grow older, she would not want to take me to parties because she was uh, a socialite and like she would be embarrassed of my weight so she just told me like oh I'm not gonna take you to any event till you like lose weight and start looking good uh, as I grew older like I did wonderful things uh, for myself for my career but when it came to food I absolutely had no control um, the food was my problem and I tried all kinds of diet I tried juicing I tried raw food diet Everything that I ever heard of, I would spend hours of doing research. And I imagined once I lost all the weight, all my problems uh, would be solved. Since I was restricting, there were times that I was like not getting all the nutrients. My mind would not work. I remember one time after work, I stopped and I was shopping and I hadn't... Uh, uh, I didn't have the food in my system, so my brain could not think. I was leaving, forgetting things. People had to tell me like, oh, ma'am, you dropped your credit card. Oh, ma'am, you left your lunchbox. So it was like a task just to come home because I was at that point also restricting. And after trying all of these diets, uh, since all of this did not work, I just you know went back to the food again and again. Uh, during COVID, I was on keto and after being on a certain month, uh, after being almost one year and a half on keto, like I was losing the weight, but when it came to like anything sweet, I really could not stop. I would think about it constantly. I would want it every 15 minutes. Food was running my life. After... After I got married during COVID, I had to stop keto since it was not sustainable uh, for long term. And I was gaining weight like, like just water, like crazy. So I, that's the time I came in the rooms and I started my journey in OA. As I was reading, if hundreds of experiences show him that one drink means another debacle, with all its attendant suffering and humiliation, why does he take the one drink? I was thinking about this reading and my interpretation of this reading is that honestly, like I have no idea. I have spent a lifetime, but when it comes to food, I just, you know, like have a mental blank spot. I can call it like the broken bridge or the short circuit. Uh, my sponsor told me like we have to like tattoo it on our forehead. So we always remember it. 
because no matter of uh, periods of being sober from food or abstinent from food, um, we always have to remember this, perhaps. Uh, so there will never be an answer to these questions. As, uh, as I was reading the last paragraph, we are equally positive that once he takes any alcohol, whatever in a system, something happens both in the bodily and the mental sense, which makes it virtually impossible for him to stop. The experience of any alcoholic would evidently uh, confirm this. So like for me, after being in the program for two years and working the steps, there were multiple times that I worked with different sponsors and I reached step nine. But like I relapsed every time I reached step nine, like a relapse for a day and then I would start again and this would happen again and again. So I was like really trapped in this vicious cycle. And then I truly, I'm very happy that I'm reading these uh, paras because this is like really my story. I would always turn to food for ease and comfort. And why did I do that? Like I have no answer. And this is the story of my re last relapse. Last year, um, during 2021, I was traveling. I went back to India to my home. And after, and you know, like life is always not a bed of roses. I had a certain expectations from this trip. I was really upset that my husband could not make the trip with me because of his visas issues. Once I was home, my entire family was getting back after two years. My mom had, uh, like, she had become a monk that is, like, similar to taking sannyas during COVID. So once we were all together, I was really, like, mentally torn because my entire family was sitting down together. We were having talks about, like, finances, wills, and I was just, like, embarrassed that my family was really dysfunctional. My mom was controlling. My dad was alcoholic. My sister wanted everything. That my family was in a position like this and we had to go through uh, all of these talks. Um, this like really took, this really like broke me from inside. Uh, at that point, I did not turn to food, but I was like really white knuckling and I was like barely able to stay abstinent. I did everything I could do to get an effect from life, anything besides food for a while. I would spend hours hanging out with my friends in cafes so I could just be, you know, away from my family. Um, and then I, one day I finally uh, picked, picked up food. I had turned to food again for ease and comfort. I had self-sabotaged my healing and I had set this uh, terrible cycle in motion again. So that truly makes me feel that our main problem lies in the mind. And I really don't have answers why I started. I was really miserable. I hadn't eaten all of those uh, binge foods for two years. Once I started, I wanted to eat everything, everything I was craving. And every time I ate something, I just felt like really disgusting. I remember I went to like a to a store which sells uh, sweets with my brother-in-law and I literally wanted to like try everything uh, once I came back to New York I was really hurt I was alone I was miserable and I really did not get along with anyone I was in my selfishness I was in my character defects 
I felt at that point, all the people around me, whoever's life I was touching, I was burning them. I was self-sabotaging all my relationships that I had built and self-sabotaging my healing. Still, I did not stop. Why? Because I could not. I had planned that, you know, once I go back, I'm going to eat everything in moderation. So with that experience from my relapse and then uh, the interpretation of the reading, that um, that is that that there is this obsession, you know, in the mind that somehow, someday I will beat the game. My plan of eating in moderation had failed me. I had the vanity, but uh, like I actually looked better than I ever did, but I really had no sanity. There was like a volcano inside me. I had no mental peace whatsoever. Finally, you know, after almost a month of that relapse, I called my sponsor and I was on my knees. I was crying. Um, I told her that I could not do it with my self-knowledge and my self-will that it had failed me. Uh, she, like she held my hand and she said that, you know, we're going to start again with all the steps. So she asked me to have three days clean before we uh, did the step work. At that point, uh, I had reservations. I'm like, oh, I'm going to this party on Sunday. Uh, it's at my uh, in-laws. They're Italian and they're going to make like this food that I've not had for years. I want to try it before, you know, I start uh, uh, to do the steps again. So all she told me was pray about it. And I did. I did pray about it. Once I was at the party, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so when I was there, all the food was served on the table and they did not have anything I expected or anything that I could possibly eat. So sitting there on the table, I ordered a salad and I waited for my salad and I started uh, my clean day, uh, the day me and my sponsor had decided. So it was definitely not my plan. It was my higher powers plan. And I always feel that my higher powers plans are better than mine. And also, as it said that uh, one is too many and thousand is not enough. So like there's no end to all the foods that, you know, like, I would uh, want to try, but after that experience, um, like I did put down the food forever and it was definitely my higher powers, Grace. My higher power helped me uh, in, you know, putting the food down, working the steps, and I truly seek my higher power. Uh, the reality of the situation is that I'm special. I'm the special 10%. And I'm unlike the 90% uh, who I have spent a lifetime comparing. I have spent a lifetime comparing myself to like other girls who look skinny, who have the perfect figure. I used to think that, oh, like they can all do it. They can count their calories, eat, work out. Why can't I do it? Um, and that thought like always crushed me from inside and put me in a miserable spot. I was always comparing my insides to their outsides. The reality was that these girls were not obsessed with the thought of food all the time and their lives were not revolving around that thought. As I went, uh, as I continued my journey and I went through all the steps, I was not depending on myself. My higher power was guiding me at every step, helping me, whether it was 
making the amends whether it was like my character defects uh, during my journey uh, a lot of my fears did come true there was a situation with my business um, but like my higher power helped me my higher power connected me to like the right lawyers to pull back where it was required with my designs and everything so i was really scared about the situation when i would imagine it in the past if something like this happens but once i was in the program and all those situations did happen my higher power really provided me uh, with all the resources and it was very smooth for me to go through all of that so for me it's not just a program it's a way to live and i practice my principles in all my affairs i pray each day each morning uh, when i start my day for my higher power to show me his will who he wants me to be in each questionable situation every day i wake up i plan my next 24 hours and i see of all the activities of all the people i'm going to meet if i have to uh, go to work i plan that how i can be useful to my boss and to be honest if i'm sponsoring you know how i can be of maximum service to my sponsee if i'm with my family i also uh, pray about them that my have my higher power provides me with the patience and the tolerance to deal with them and it's not about me it's you know about them and to just help them so basically to be loving in each and every relationship and not to be uh, selfish and not to make everything about me mm. and to see what i can do in you know each and every relationship um so i have had similar situations on my this trip when i was in india similar to the last trip when i had the relapse even in this trip like um after a week my husband left and i was there my mom was not there so i did feel lonely and i was attending my cousin's wedding and when i did my morning prayers my higher power showed me that i could help my grandmom she's old she could use my help to get ready so i spent a lot of time just you know helping her in whatever ways i could and uh, that was my high powers plan uh, so and every time i had any problem i would just you know pick up the phone do step tens if i did not have anything going wrong everything was smooth i would just pick the phone and help someone who like who would need some uh, help so just like really helps me to feel the program more every day uh i gave each situation to my i i kept on giving each situation to my higher power and then um um and then i basically want to say like if you know i can get better i know others can get better too for me it was very important to stop doing things halfway because if i want to avail full results of the program it's important for me that i do like everything fully and completely if i have to stay abstinent and keep living this program mm, i was willing to be at discomfort i was to be a part of this program and willing to help someone that who could uh, use my help i want to end by sharing my favorite example which uh, my sponsor shared with me once i have the thought of food so the thought of food is like a tanker the tanker is bulletproof and it's coming towards me 
and on my own power i may wave at the tanker like you know a piece of handkerchief a flag but it's still coming towards me and i do not have enough power to like be this tanker to do anything but if my higher power is with me my higher power is the superhero the superpower if my higher power is with me the higher power can just you know punch the tanker and uh, it can break into pieces so i don't have to do this journey on my own and my own power my higher power is uh, there with uh, me like on each and every step i followed all the directions in the big book i did everything my sponsor asked me to do to get better and thank you again for giving me this opportunity to share thank you